everyone, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's welcome our guest, Danielle Bethel. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, I've known Danielle for, you know, a chunk of years, and, uh, you know, I've always appreciated how you've served our community in, in many ways, but uh, you do a lot of stuff, and uh, maybe what's one way you would describe what it is you do? Yeah. I would say that I'm just a career volunteer. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you currently get uh, paid to do? Well, I'm a Marion County Commissioner currently. That's how I earn my, my rent. Yes. Uh, and in addition to that, I am a servant for the Salem-Kaiser School Board, and I serve on 18 different boards uh, and committees across the county. Wow. That is a lot. Yeah, it like I'm on lot. six, and I thought that was a lot. So that's funny. Yeah. Um, some people that are listening, uh, like – What's a county commissioner? Maybe it's easier to understand what a senator does or what a legislator yeah. does, but yeah. Yeah, so the short answer that I give people more often than not is there's three county commissioners that govern Marion County, and we operate just like the governor. So we're the governors of our county. We manage all of the um, the public service departments that serve citizens in Marion County. So everything from transportation and trash to health care, um, I, I'm the transportation guru for the county, so okay. I'm assigned to a lot of, oh, well, the roads. Um, but we deal with so much. I mean, it's I could talk about it for an hour. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> but uh, what's uh, what's a couple other places that you you guys' hands, you know, touch or whatever? I mean, Housing, okay. um, homelessness. Um, yeah. we, were, we are the local public health authority, so we were the local highest jurisdiction that managed the recent pandemic. Hmm. Um Gosh, I'm I'm spearheading a lot of the wildfire recovery. Mm-hmm. We have a parks system, so several you know county parks. Wow. I I mean, we have the district attorney's office, the sheriff's office, the courthouse. We have just a myriad a of things. <laughs> so basically, you you're lazy and you just sit around and not do much. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, in my dreams. Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> I have an oversized couch that I never get out of. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I call good. it a laundry couch at my house because I have no time to fold the laundry. <laughs> so when I get tired, I just rest on that. It's very comfortable. I mean, yeah, you there rest you and it's easy to get your clothes. It's That's like right. no drawers. It's perfect. Yeah. Don't mind the wrinkles. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Some of what we're talking about is leadership. And, and maybe when's the what was the first thing you felt like you had? passion for? It might have been some time in childhood or young adulthood. Yeah, it was when I was a kid. So uh, my mom, who no longer is with us on earth, mm-hmm. uh, had severe uh, chronic mental health issues. Uh, and as a child, she also had some addiction challenges. And I think God puts people in places. And I believe I was born to be her daughter because she needed a lot of help. So mm-hmm. I became a leader from a really early age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents divorced when I was I believe four, and we moved along. My mom, I have an older sister, and my mom just took the two of us on a journey, and it was a journey. <laughs> and um, I developed skills, communication skills, present skills, like you're going to see me because somebody has to help us type of a skill. And I realized as I aged, I think even through college, that the government always thinks that they know best. Mm. The government really likes to control people's lives and kind of dictate things. And I'm really opposed to that. And Mm. so I had to start standing up for my mom because Mm. the service providers here in Marion County um, back when I was younger really wanted to navigate our life. And she really struggled because she needed, she was very dependent um, on the system. And I just learned to kind of recognize her cues and her, um, you know, her 
her mannerisms and encourage her and kind of push her towards the things that she had communicated she wanted. And it just took off. And from there, I literally am now a county commissioner doing that exact same thing for 350,000 citizens. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I mean, you, you talked a little bit about childhood. Maybe what was what was the biggest challenge about childhood? Homelessness. So when I was yeah. in high school, my mom um, went one weekend to a powwow in Washington and didn't come back. And <laughs> we were living in an apartment in South Salem. She was an apartment manager for a lot of different companies throughout my childhood. And, I mean, it wasn't like anything new. You know, she would kind of take short journeys here and there. And my sister and I were more than capable of tending to ourselves. Um, but this time my sister wasn't with us because she was older and she was elsewhere uh, for what, for her own challenges. Um, but then, yeah, she just didn't come back for five years. And so I honestly thought she had passed. I thought something should happen. And I didn't have the skills or the ability to um, kind of reach in or around to to make notice of the fact that she was gone because I did not Mm -hmm. want to be in the foster care system. She had been a foster parent. So I was aware of that system and the challenges it produced for kids. Um, And so I just navigated other people's homes um, for a very long time. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Now that you're uh, all grown up, I suppose. Um, I am all grown yes, up. Now that you're all grown up, like, what does like your morning routine look like now? <laughs> uh, I, well, it's not folding laundry. It so. is not <laughs> folding laundry. Yeah. So I'm a mom. I have three kids. I'm going to be a grandma in a month. Wow! Yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you. I'm going to have a granddaughter. Um, I try not to get out of bed when the alarm goes off because I'm really not a morning person. I really uh, so once my feet hit the ground, I'm running. And I, I just have a schedule. My kids are very independent. They, I think most people assume they have to be based on the lifestyle that I live kind of in the community. Mm. Um, but, you know, I get them up, get them going, send them on their way, and I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you mention what ages, youngest, oldest? My son uh, will be 21. My oldest daughter will be 17. And my youngest just turned 14. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, would I think I probably know the answer to this, but would you consider yourself uh, introverted or extroverted? I'm actually, and I just learned this not long ago through counseling, I considered an introverted extrovert. Okay. So I actually really prefer to spend time by myself, but I think that's a healing process mm. because I put so much of myself out for others right. on a regular, consistent basis that um, I really seek downtime, alone time. It just depends on the space and right. time. Um, but obviously, I can operate anywhere. I do great in crowds. I sure. do great in small groups. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's a joke. She, you know, she says that she's an ambivert, so, which is kind of what you're <laughs> describing, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, right. Yeah. Can operate in both yeah. pools, but maybe exactly. not for long periods of time in, in some of those. Well, some people, it's like my close friends in a large group of my close friends, I get energy from them. Yep. And, but a large group of people that I don't know, I don't get energy from that. So it's like, not an extrovert with strangers. Um, but yeah, that's how that goes for me. Um, what is something in, maybe we'll talk about specifically being a county commissioner, like that was surprising. And then what's something that's fun about what you do? Surprising was probably the amount of decisions that we have to make every single day. Mm. Um, and it's not just a five-day-a-week job. I mean, we're working seven days a week. I doesn't matter what part of the county I'm in or who I'm with. If there's a need, somebody approaches me, and they're expecting me to provide them an answer. Um, and when the three of us are together, a lot of people are paying attention. They're paying attention to our dialogue. We're in a state of, uh, in society, of just um, constant challenge and frustration. You know, people are kind of always looking to you to see if there's an issue. 
the three of us work very well together. We are very different individuals, but have the same mindset as to how we want to lead Marion County. So seriously, the decisions that we have to make every day and the amount of learning that goes into it, because I'm not just going to make a decision based on some individual's input. I yeah. trust I trust and love our staff. We have so many experts that are way beyond skilled than I am. But I need to feel really good about it. So I spend a lot of time investing in <laughs> what it is we're going to decide. And sometimes it takes me longer um, than other decisions. And so there's just always a process. And the process changes every single day. Wow. Yeah. I so uh, respect what, what you guys do. And uh, one thing I, I learned that subjects are always more complex than they appear at yeah. first, right? Everybody feels like they've got the answer to whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. But but as you get closer to it, you realize it's not as clear-cut as you think it is. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, and frankly, we have a, a very diverse community to serve, and right. we have to be present in the community to really understand their needs and perspectives. And I think... Um, I was also surprised coming in about how political the position was going to be. Mm. Um, I'm, I consider myself a bit of a political outsider. I didn't seek to be a county commissioner. It was never like on my, my life charts goals. <laughs> um, and so when I was asked, I did say no initially in full transparency. I was like, what does a county commissioner even do? But then I spent some time with Commissioner Brentano, who was retiring and I had, had met and learned that this really is an opportunity to touch the lives of individuals every single day. Everything that we do as a commissioner impacts the lives of every citizen in the county yeah. in one way or another. And I find that to be just so incredible. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of when Alyssa said, what's something you find fun about your job? The fun thing is, is uh, this is the only level of government that I can make a policy and execute the task. So Uh an example of that is is the housing recovery in the canyon. Uh, When I came in, I I usually come into a situation with my my mind set on something, and then I just, like, magnetize folks to the concept, and then we just execute it. And I've been doing that at the canyon. So I feel like while housing is this constant concept that we hear across politicians' (laughs) platforms in Oregon— I'm actually doing something about it. So we've created a housing model. I just received money from the state, and um, we're going to be building housing in the canyon. And I'm running that project. That's cool. Um, how does that intersect? Uh, I, I admit I'm not an expert in all those subjects, but so Kevin Dial is on our board, and I, I know he's doing stuff in the canyon through that. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate Kevin. He's a he's a worker, man. He that is. guy's a high energy guy. He I asked him to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I've known Kevin for a long time. And so he's the director of the Long Term Recovery Group. I see. Which is a nonprofit that was set up mm-hmm. post fire to navigate the different um, lanes of wildfire recovery. And we needed a project manager, somebody that could vision and collaborate and execute. Um, and he's totally that guy. And so we work with him, uh, Matt Lawyer, who works with mm-hmm. me. He's a Kaiserite as well. Um, and also ex-military like Kevin. Mm-hmm. They meet every Wednesday with this group and talk about the the challenges and opportunities that are present this week for those survivors. And then a, a large body of people work towards solutions. And then when they hit a bump, um, Matt's at that table, so he brings it straight to me. And then the commissioners, we work through it. And then if we have to push hard for the state or the feds to pay attention, we do. Right. Yeah. What uh, What's the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Politics. Yeah. Uh, hands down. Right. Um, the fact that people say all the time that they're nonpartisan is a complete lie. 
Mm. We all are biased and we all have partisan positions that we come from. It's just inherent in our in our making and our character. Right. Um, and in Oregon, we are so polarized in our two-party system that people are literally suffering every single day because yeah. of it. And I find it incredibly frustrating that there are people that could sit at a table with me that choose not to, to solve solutions for the people we care about. Because I do believe that every person that's serving in a political capacity today is doing it for a reason that they feel is right. But if we could just pull all those right reasons together, we could really form this puzzle of success, but we mm. just can't seem to get there because there's so much controversy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does... Uh Outside of uh, on a on a couch with unfolded clothes, what does relaxation look like to you? I spend a lot of time with my husband. He's truly my best friend, um, and he is the exact opposite of me. So yeah. while he, one of the things that I have found in life is that you have to find your independence and be really secure with who you are to be successful and happy. And we both acknowledge that. So we have independent lives. He's into martial arts and fighting and working out and all of that. And that's really not my thing. Like if you see me running, it's because something's chasing me. Like seriously, (laughs) (laughs) it's not because I want to. Um, But we, we spend a lot of time together uh, and he's the anchor. So when I take something a little too far, he is right there to say, maybe you should consider this or just a flat out, you're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's a really sweet relationship to be able to have, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, speak. That's kind of like a way you take care of yourself is being able to like spend time and relax. Uh, what are other ways that you take care of yourself, whether that's mentally or physically? Or I'm not very good at any of those things, if I'm being totally honest. I think mm. it's, you know, we're always just striving in life to find something um, that allows you this good work-life balance. And my whole life is work. I mean, it's, it's just really what I was put on this earth to do. Mm. And I am a total... Um, service above self or I, there's a book called the four love languages Mm -hmm. and filling my bucket is out providing service. And so I just, I, if I am overwhelmed, you'll likely see me, you know, working at Smunk House or (laughs) doing something that just feels really good to my soul, but isn't something that I'm having to run or control or Mm. provide solutions for. It's just following. Right. I'm a great follower, by the way. So if anybody wants to lead a project, I'd love to come to the table and just be a worker. That's interesting. That's <laughs> as, interesting. I mean, as as leaders, that's something that's always been really encouraging. Like I've, you know, grew up in the church and I did a lot of like leadership or running or helping of, of events. And I finally joined a small group and I wasn't the leader of it. Uh-huh. And I lead worship a lot. But my small group leader was like, I'm not going to ask you to do that. This is like, you're just going to come. You're just going to be there. And you're not going to have to do anything or whatever. And I was like, this is so nice. And so, yeah, like yeah. the following thing, you just get to just, wow, like I'm just here and I'm not leading it. It's, it's awesome. Magical. It's I magical. I do have some friends. I'm definitely a type A personality. Um, and so I attract those types of individuals and those personalities. And so when I'm around those individuals, like I have a friend named Jamie who is just like me in her servanthood. She just serves, serves, serves. I love to just be with her because I can just follow her around and do the things. Um and it is relaxing. I know it seems like it wouldn't be, but I also love to kayak. Um, uh, I love to fish. Um, I like to read, but I have an issue. I have to listen to the book while reading the book. Otherwise, my brain, like, I think both sides of my brain work simultaneously doing opposite <laughs> things. So if I can get them to focus, yeah. um, I really love to read. Well, I yeah. imagine how much more you absorb that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, audio books are a big thing for me. And then I often will buy it in Kindle form, but some books you don't necessarily need to take notes. You're just, you know, so yeah. But, um, so the people who are listening, maybe they, 
they've seen change in our culture and, and maybe they haven't felt like they had a passion or motivation or whatever, but now they're like, I think I need to get involved. Like what are some of the, I mean, just from a, they haven't really done anything. What, what are some of the ways you'd encourage people to connect to a community or to, you know? Well, I, um, Gosh, that's a great question. And I get this question often. Sometimes people just call me on the phone and we go to coffee and they can tell me the things that they're challenged by and then I can point them in a direction of an opportunity to go work towards fixing that challenge. Some other ways to engage is joining community programs like the, the Chambers of Commerce, specifically the Kaiser Chamber, has got right. a special place in my heart and right. is a very community servant-oriented organization. Um, up until just this last few months, I was a Rotarian here in Kaiser, which mm-hmm. I truly believe in the concept in the mm-hmm. in the programs. Um, sadly, I had to step away because I just can't be at their meetings, and There's I believe in commitment. Twenty four hours in a day. Yeah. yeah, and they they literally have their meeting exactly when I'm at another meeting. So mm. yeah, um, but yeah, just getting it, just showing up. I mean, we all have a passion, and there's always an organization that's executing a solution for that. I would say be brave, be bold, and show up, and just go ask, what can I do? That's great. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, the, the best thing you can do is be doing something that you're uh, motivated by or, or passionate yeah. about, right? I mean, and I think that attracts others to, to join in. Looking back, and you were going to tell your 20-year-old self some advice from where you're at today. What, what would be a piece of advice maybe that you'd give yourself? Oh, gosh. If I was 20 years old today, I would tell myself to find a way to become really financially literate. You know, I learned how to balance a checkbook, but nobody ever really taught me with like real attention to detail what financial management looked like. And that's not just with my own personal life. That's like the world. Like right now we're dealing with inflation. People don't understand that. The president's trying to get rid of people's student loans. The impact of that long term. Just, I mean, there's so many things about money and how it's created. Mm. I wish I knew at a really young age um, what what that looked like. And also, I wish I learned how to save sooner. Mm. Um, you know, I'm coming from a broken, a broken generation. Like my husband has similar lifestyle growing up as I did. Mm. And so we're the, the cycle breakers in our lifespan. Right. And so while he and I uh, continue to struggle every single day, like we're just trying to buy a house. We're, we're in our 40s. Um, you know, everybody thinks because I'm a county commissioner, I must have all my ducks in a row, but that's actually not true. Every single day, I'm trying to figure out the things just like the rest of humanity. Um, But my kids have it figured out. You know, my son is in a home. He's going to have a baby. He's got a great job. He's, you know, understanding because we laid the platform for him really early on. And it wasn't uh, a struggle for him to learn because we'd already taught him what to do. You know, he started working when he was a kid, saved his money, bought his own car, you know, those things. Yeah. Um, I want all kids to have that freedom. Is there an adult when they become an adult in order to have freedom, you have to have financial stability and you have to understand kind of how the world works. And, and our need for resources is never going to go away. I mean, right. from an individual to a community. Yeah. And so uh, I agree. I think we, we need more opportunities for people, you know, to, to learn those things. I think, our lives are similar in past. My parents divorced when I was two, moved 21 times, you know, and those yeah. types of things. And so, uh, and so in one ways, we're kind of that generational breaker that, uh, you know, we've been in the home that, uh, that we're in since, uh, since my daughter was in second grade. And there's that sense of pride I have yeah. about that because I moved so much, you know, and, and so on. But, uh, but I think, well, you know what this is like. I think the greatest thing I've ever done. I get lots of accolades as yourself, but the greatest thing I've ever done is my son and daughter, you know, and, right. and, uh, 
to be able to have them stand on your shoulders and move forward from yep. from where you were, you know, is is a rewarding thing. And so if you're a young person out there, uh, there's people that you're connected to that could help you with these things. If not, raise your hand. It, ask at a Starbucks. Ask. <laughs> go to your school. Yeah. You know, there's there's there is resources out there that uh, connect people. And your government, believe it or not, in local community can help you with that. So one of the passions that we have as a board of commissioners is um, home ownership. And I don't believe in warehousing, and I believe that's what multifamily housing does. I grew up in apartments in that system and where you were just always kind of bogged down by somebody else's opportunity. And so we have invested money that we sought from the federal government called CDBG dollars, um, which is forever money, meaning we'll have a certain amount every year forever until we don't want it, into programs to help people get into their own home. So we invested a million dollars this year into down payment assistance with a community-based organization that will help them through that financial literacy concept because I believe that everybody wants a place of their own. I right. just believe that. I yeah. Like there's people that are transient regardless of um, kind of the, the stable system of life, but that's not forever. At some point, they're going to want to settle down, and we want to make sure that they have the local tools available to them to do that. Yeah. Um, we ask this question a lot of our guests. Uh, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, so to speak, but what's one of the, the best ideas you ever stole? I mean, honestly, know? it's probably the motto of Rotary. The service yeah. above self motto and the and the four ways of being a Rotarian, I fully apply that every single day to my life. And it's not even a thought. It's just secondhand at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I serve on a board in, 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 a, in a Rotary position or whatever. And so I, I would agree. I think Rotary is a wonderful, wonderful tool, wonderful opportunity. And uh, I, I serve at the East Salem Rotary, which is definitely a heavily based service side yeah. of what they do, you know. so That's yeah. a great club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As um as like you said that you're you know you're getting older now and you have your kids and they're growing up and stuff. Uh, do you see retirement as like a something that you look forward to or what does that look like for you? For a lot of leaders, it doesn't look like regular retirement. But what about I want to be a farmer. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a farmer, and I don't mean like I want to have millions of acres. I just want a, some land that right. I can farm that I can feel. Um, locked into. Mm. And if I can provide a benefit to the community through that, then, and I will, I mean, there's no way I can't because that's just in my DNA. <laughs> um, but, you know, like we're looking at property right now and I have this vision of potentially having like a lavender farm and, oh. you know, let's save the bees and make it all smell good at the same time. I mean, I, it, yeah, I want to be a farmer. And make it beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah. Who doesn't yeah. want to go out the door and just yeah, see and just purple, look at a whole beautiful yeah. plants. It just makes me happy. Blowing in the wind. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's work that um, it's not the same type of work that I've done my whole life, which has always been very responsive. You know, everything that I do from literally probably the time my parents divorced was a constant reaction to mm. a solution. There's a need and I'm reacting towards it. And I really seek in my retirement in the future the ability to just be down. And to be present, but to not have to be so responsive, um, just just to take a breath. Yeah. And and all my friends that are farmers are probably laughing their tails off right now because farming is really really hard. It is. Hard but I don't work. want to do it for a profit. I want to, you know, it's going to be retirement. So hopefully, I can save enough money to pay my bills while I'm, you know, hanging out in the field with lavender. Yeah, and <laughs> selling off the lavender to some perfume company or some potpourri. Uh, organization. Yeah, right. Whatever that looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife was born and raised on a dairy farm and, and farming. And uh, 
a lot of people think I have, you know, really good work ethic, but uh, my, my wife outworks me every day, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, it is certainly hard work. Nothing that I think, uh, God bless you on that one. That's that's <laughs> the opposite of what I think my latter years are going to look like. I'm still trying to con my wife into our small lot, uh, putting our artificial turf. For, oh, for, so you don't for, have to mow it? Yeah, so there's, there's no mowing, there's no weeding, there's no whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And she grew up on a dairy farm and is now lactose intolerant. Oh. Yeah, which is like, and of course they didn't know really about lactose intolerance. So imagine that. Sure. Just keep, yeah. Just but, keep, uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody that's that funny. um worked at my my college actually just recently like like stepped down from their position after a lot of years to just farm. She's got a farm and she's doing her thing and she's serving the community and they have like floral like arrangement classes and doing yeah. all this stuff. And so I mean I could totally see that you doing that too. Yeah. It's super cool. Hmm. Well, as we're Coming towards the end of our time together, anything that pops in your head that you'd want to share? I, mean, I just want to tell people in the public that uh, what you see out there isn't necessarily reality. And that I believe that we as individuals need to make the time to really understand and be present. And so while I am an elected official, I'm just a person. And I am present and I'm available. And if somebody hears me say something or doesn't like something they hear, I would hope that they would take the time to reach out, whether it's an email or a phone call or a pop into my office to have a brief conversation. I want to connect with everybody, even the people that I don't necessarily agree with, because I think that we all have something to offer each other and I want to be present for that. So I'm just a person. Say hi. Let's have a chat. There yeah. You go. What avenue would you point people towards if they wanted to get in contact with you? Is that just run into you somewhere or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's very possible. But I would say just go to the Board of Commissioners website. Okay. And our phone number and email addresses are on there. And we're very available. I mean, we get citizen emails every single day. Um, I would like to avoid the conversation in the milk aisle at the store because usually I'm trying to like get home to my get family. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can always ask for my business card in that space and carry on. So okay. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> there you go. Gosh. Well, thanks so much for all the hard work and the tireless energy you put into our community. And I uh, sure appreciate your friendship. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.